Hello, everyone.、Uh, welcome to Curious K Podcast. My name is Kolapo, and I'm your host.、Uh, thank you for joining us once again、uh, for this episode.、Um, today, we are having a very interesting entrepreneurial technologist on the show, and、um, he's a really interesting fellow. As、uh, a buddy, and since we've known each other, I mean, he's someone that is very, very passionate about technology startup ecosystem in Nigeria.、Uh, he's also a nuclear physicist. He has work、uh, history in, in mechanical, industrial engineering, innovation, and as you know, Curiosity Podcast is a show where we have amazing conversation with everyone working to make impact on the continent, and amazing entrepreneurs building great stuff.、Uh, our goal is to showcase this innovation and also create a platform where we can learn、uh, from policymakers and where even government can pick up ideas、uh, to make entrepreneurship thrive on the African continent.、Uh, so on the show today. We have Prince Will Fidelis. Prince Will, thank you for joining us on Curious K Podcast. Thank you very much,、uh, Mr. Kola.、Uh, that's quite a that's quite an introduction.、Um, at a point, I was wondering who、um, who this Prince Will is. <laughs> <laughs> You're the one. <laughs> no chance. No chance there. Um, okay.、Uh, without further ado, I'll just go ahead and、um, just give a bit of、um, uh, introduction.、Uh, I think that Mr.、Um, um, Kola did a great job.、Um, you know, you've probably said all the all the important stuff. So、um, I do have a background in mechanical engineering,、uh, which let's、um, uh, very focused on、um, nanotechnology, right? So that's、um, actually.、Uh, Something that is、um, uh, widely used in the aerospace industry. So essentially, the idea is that、um, if you、um, uh, need a material to do have、um, a certain property, which you might not really,、um, if you don't find it in the conventional market, you grow it in the lab. So nanotechnology is actually like you know growing material in the lab. Say you want it to have certain、uh, heat property, certain Um, uh, pressure property, you know, then you grow it. So that's actually、uh, where my um, focus um, is. But then over the over the years, I've really、um, uh, grown passionate about energy、uh, production. It, how is energy generated? Because now um, I'm really um, I think that、uh, passion comes from the.、Um, Um, you know,、um, I'm an. I see myself as an environmentalist. So I've always considered what is the better way to generate electricity.、Um, now that there are talks about、um, uh, uh, phasing out uh, uh, what's it called、uh, fossil fuel, so I've always had that idea in my mind. I think that's what inspired me to to take um, my um, master's training in、uh, nuclear physics. <laughs> Which actually is not really,、um, it's not really.、Um, okay, sorry about that. Yeah, go ahead, please. Okay, so which is not actually、um, far from my、uh, 
my um, my first training, but um, you know, but then it's really focused on um, how do we generate electricity? How if how do we generate electricity efficiently? And like you know, like maybe many people know that nuclear physics, uh, the technology could be utilized in so many um, aspects, whether it's uh, medicine, um, you know, whether it's um, uh, military, whether it's in the energy production. So I'm really focused on utilizing that technology um, for um, energy production. And I must admit that uh, nuclear, uh, the whole technology in that field has so many, um, uh, uh, what's it called, like um, things people don't really uh, understand or worry about or, you know, from the events of the past. Uh, but I think that it's really um, a good um, alternative to fossil fuel um, if we manage to solve the problem of like the um, the waste the industry generates so I think that's where my passion is but now that um, over time again I've really 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 you know um, still um, open to um, exploring um, other options like you know we have the wind uh, we have the um, the conventional like the PVC, um, the solar, right, which is from you know the sun. We um, um, then there's the um, hydro thermal and all sorts of the contribution and how we could um, uh, get young Africans on board and what we could do to inspire them, mentor them, how we could um, contribute to this. Um, I'd say this landscape. I think that's where. Uh, you know, I'll be focusing on today. Um, technopreneurs, let's just put it for lack of better words, the African yeah, technopreneurs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's so, right. Yeah. yeah, so Princeville, yeah, so guys, Princeville is just uh, very passionate about startups, entrepreneurship. Like he said, he sees himself as an environmentalist. Uh, we've had uh, conversations off the record about climate change and sustainability all these issues as it affects uh our lives as young africans uh climate change for example uh i mean the emissions africans create i mean is not as much as other developed countries but we feel the impact most right and yeah uh, we, we've been going back and forth and just trying to understand our conversations about these issues. And Prince Willard has a very unique insight uh, when it comes to uh, how African entrepreneurship, you know, can create value, uh, the backdrop of value creation, actually. So he has this, uh, he believes there is this unpopular philosophical perception uh, that may be the key to un- unlocking the young African entrepreneurial spirit, as opposed to running in the bottleneck popular framework of bringing ideas to fruition, where a huge amount of money is needed or needs to be available. I mean, or the idea just dies. And um, uh, if you guys also listen to the last podcast, it was about uh, Ahmad who was having a conversation about uh, bootstrapping as regards fundraising. And the whole idea is there is no right or wrong. So we'd just like to hear from you, Princely. What are your thoughts in terms of how entrepreneurship has grown in Africa? And where are those value chains or, or, or 
processes you think we can create more value uh, just to maximize impact across across uh, our community and Africa as a whole? Yes, before I, I try to unpack some of those um, um, very important points you raised now, which is something um, we've really um, talked about um, extensively, I'd like to really very quickly um, um, mention, address the um, the first thing you mentioned, you, you talked about, which is uh, that though the um, the African um, society we don't um, produce that uh, uh, that many let's say our carbon footprint is not as big as that of society. I think this question I've really, um, I've always come across this question that why do we have to um, worry about this question? Um, we, um, uh, we are not as industrialized as the Western nations and they have, it's not an African problem. I've, I've had this. Uh, but I think that there's so many ways we could look at this to make sense to um, um, the, um, the African uh, scene. There's so many ways to bring this meaning close to home. Uh, one way to look at it is that, well, well this is true, that we don't have that, um, that uh, huge carbon footprint as compared to these countries, but we've got one um, uh, uh, um, you know, planet. There's just one Earth. That's the truth. And we're seeing that the actions of, of people, how that um, affects others and vice versa. We've seen that we are really um, in this together. Uh, and also, we could also look at this, even if it's not from that very complex uh, mechanics of how this global warming, you know, one globe and how this warming affects everyone entirely. Let's just look at it from even the point of view of environment that we can relate to, right? Let's just not go into the whole boring, um, uh, you know, um, technical um, stuff, environment. So what is the benefit of um having uh living in a place that you uh that is quiet at least you don't have to uh uh hear these generators that is you know it's almost every every other um house and then the um the pollution that comes with that whether it's noise whether it's the um that pollution and also let's also look at that in terms of um just from that point of view just the pollution point of view um is it possible that we could you know, uh, just uh, improve uh, because the the thing is that we might overlook the importance of uh, the relationship we as a people have with our environment and how that in turn affects our overall wellness and well-being. So let's just look at it from that very simplistic point of view. Is it possible that if you have like one thousand homes that uh, are using these clean energy sources and then if you sort of could improve the air quality in that area whether it's noise whether it's this but this is obviously not the the uh the bigger picture the bigger picture is something way 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 more disastrous than that because now you start talking about food food uh, security um, as as regards to the um climate change talk about food security talk about the rise in uh what's it called vector-borne diseases like um, malaria uh, because now you're getting more heat strokes and and um, you know and then you have um, rice let's not talk about that's the bigger picture let's just dwell in this um, immediate environment and how we could improve that quality of life I think that we could come from there and then um, as we proceed we begin to understand that there are bigger pictures and also to now start 
unpacking this, some of this thing. Um, I'm really interested in the young um, technopreneurs precisely. So now I'm sort of putting two words together. Uh, technologists, people who are lovers, people who are young people who um, seek to utilize technology to solve everyday problem, whether it's in farming, whether it's in uh, energy production. Young Africans looking to utilize technology to sort of better the quality of life. And then I'm putting the, the perennials there as the business aspect of you know our life. So now I'm really, really concerned with these people. Now, if you look around, um, even around like um, Lagos, Nigeria, for example, we're not even going to the greater African uh, society. You see that you, um, every other turn, you're just meeting lots of, very talented people, um, skilled, young Africans, full of ideas. You know, that, uh, I, I think it was once I um, went to um, uh, this bakery to um, buy this donut. I love them a lot. I can't help myself with that. <laughs> I got it and I was actually just having a bite, just having casual conversation with the with a young man. It turns out this guy was telling me, I think he said he could utilize something like a compressor. Um, and then he actually brought the the this the um, schematic drawing how to utilize uh, these generators to create um, electricity. And then you know he's um, he's full of ideas. The thing is that he said, but um, and then I asked him, this is great. So have you tried to um, maybe, um, have you um, tested it? Have you tried to sort of see if it works? And, you know, of course, the, the answer was money. Uh, no money, but I know it works uh, theoretically. That's how this company come together. So they should operate. But this is the guy that, that sells donuts. And this is how this um uh, proliferation of great talented people are littered all over the place. The idea is how do you bring these people to the forefront of, of technology in the um, in the uh, scheme of um, investment money again money. So I was thinking about looking at these from a grandparent point of view. You know how they are very systematic and how they are very detailed. Right. So if, yeah. they want, if they want to buy something, if they want to save up for something, if they, they go to the grassroots, they start saving up one by one and start, you know, talking to their neighbors about what they want to do or, you know, that grassroots, that sort of idea, which unfortunately we're in a very fast pace. People just need to have like uh, people just want to have one million to, to set up today and then start producing. Uh, but we really have a philosophical outlook that we've really, you know, that the African philosophical outlook that has to do with the society, you know. So I'm, uh, I'm suggesting um, that could they be, could they be used for this um, outlook that is not uh, very, um, you know, like today's society. Uh, there are things like um, angel investors. Um, investment um, you hear dollars you hear millions these things uh, might be um, uh, a bit uh, um, overwhelming for just a young um, entrepreneur looking to starting so the question is how do you make those first little steps what do you do okay now if we agree that we need to change 
our perception. What? How do we even go about that? What are you talking about? So before I proceed to like give the details of uh, um, what I want to say. So value creation is now that if I think that I use this ideology, um, uh, let me see if I could use this ideology to um, better explain my point of view. All right. Um, say now that you um, have, uh, you're told to travel to point B, a certain point, you're in point A. And then you're told that in one week, this idea, this is like trying to explain away the value creation and the, you know, first, the philosophy that ought to change. And then I would now touch on the value creation and then put them together. We might begin to suggest ways uh, we could start small. Now let's try to look at the philosophy that, that per perhaps needs to change. Okay. Let's say you're in point A and then you're told to get to point B and then you have one month to get to point B. Um, so as far as the, the no, or as far as the uh, coordinator or the person suggesting that to you, uh, as far as uh, he or she is concerned, if you get to point B, then you begin to uh, perhaps take part in the uh, whatsoever project or, uh, you know, you, that's only when your sort of success, quote unquote, uh, would start. Now, he said this to a group of people, 500 people, and say, you've got one month. I don't know how you want to do it, but one month to get there. Now, you know that in this 500 people, these uh, people, there are people that uh, would, so now there are options about the means of transportation. How do I transport myself there, right? Right? So now you begin to make plan around your resources. How do I utilize what I have to transport? Some people will say, no, I don't have to think about this. I've got uh, flight money. I just pay for my flight day to the day and I'm fine. They don't even think about it. Now, these people, all the people everyone is looking to in the African scene, these 500 people are being influenced by this man who has uh, the money <laughs> of a flight ticket. And then this man is just going to leave the day before and then get that project done or get that contract or get that success. As far as uh, uh, I observe that the greater um, African perception allows, uh, because now it's, it's, it's about, um, it's about, about the results right now, this moment. We don't care about the means. So now the great plans um, about how to um, probably get a ticket and the time is getting close. Some people might be able to borrow, some people might not be able to borrow, uh, get money in that time and won't fly. But the, the option I'm trying to suggest is that, is it only possible to get there by flight? Could you get there by bus? It's not gonna be comfortable. It gets you there, you get the job done. Worst case scenario, could you even get there by hmm, motorcycle? Do you understand? Yeah. And then if worse come to worse, how passionate, how bad did you need that? Do you even want to walk it? Now, the point is that everyone we want to read about, all these people like, you know, um, the Facebook, Zuckerberg and all these people, they actually uh, didn't have that. They are not in the option one. They are the people that took the bus. You see how the toiling was. So I'm actually suggesting uh, to young people uh, that they're to like just um, change that mentality. You would not, you wouldn't get it. You wouldn't get your company off in uh, the trade-off. Might be you wouldn't get it off that that month. You wouldn't get it off that. Uh, 
perhaps that year, but you eventually get off your company in a period of less than 10 years, just like these great people, you know, we read about and everyone wants to aspire to be. That change in perception of a long-term vision, long-term is what we, that is what we might begin to um, consider. Um, I think that's the first ideology. So there's so many um, um, ways we could now begin to look at small steps to do this. And I don't know if you have anything to say before I, um, I proceed with that. To the next one. All right. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, first thing is, I mean, people, I mean, uh, there are a lot of funding news. If I'm able to break this down. All right. I mean, people yeah. want to build amazing stuff. They want to build great companies. But the question is, uh, do you ne- do you have the money? Do you have the resources? Uh, and the people you're looking up to, I mean, uh, the fact that they have the resources uh, doesn't mean you can have access to what they have. It may look as if it's an overnight success for them, but the thing is you actually have to take the walk. You actually have to play your role. Uh, the guys that can afford the plane ticket, uh, ask the money, right? You might not have the money. Uh, the question is what other alternatives can you explore? And I think that's very critical in terms of uh, how techpreneurs uh, can also look at the way they approach uh, solving uh, problems or, or challenges in the society. So it would be great to hear from you uh, about the next um, ideology as we proceed. Okay, now uh, in answering that question, because um, it's easy to say, okay, just start small and so I really want to see if I could go into detail. So the thing is, start tiny. You know, when we say start small, people say, okay, start small could be have, well, maybe not $1 million, maybe $500,000, uh, 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 maybe $200,000. No, start tiny, tiny. You break it down to the barest. It's funny, but you know that even if you, you start with, uh, even if you start with $1, even if you start with a, a least currency you can find that idea it's it's that's the way human mind operate that idea is born the day you dedicate that small project so the thing is ask yourself the reason why am i going into this and now we're going to value creation so now the first thing to do as a technopreneur you know in africa utilizing understanding the uh the uh challenges uh by way of money and um, getting money that is difficult, but you, you've got a broad idea, a passion. So now these tiny steps might help. So now the thing is, I said start tiny. Tiny means, well, I don't have 200,000. I don't have 100,000, for example. I don't have 1,000. I don't even have, I have $1. Everyone laughs. Ha, 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 ha. Where do you go with $1? But this is it. If you drop that money and dedicate it and say, you know, this is where I'm starting off today and dedicated, you assign to yourself um, certain commitment. That's the idea. So now uh, the second thing you might want to look at is the reason for going into this by way of value creation. So in this, you start looking at, you identify a problem. So most people would always say, you know, when I was small, growing up in my village, when I was this, my grandma did this and that didn't work. I watched her try to fetch water from the well and I asked myself, is there a better way to do this? So I've always thought about this problem. And um, last year, I thought, okay, I'm just going to mess around with this technology. And it worked and it helped my community. 
You see how value is coming into it. Now, because it's helping your community. And let's say your community is benefiting from that and they are sort of um, uh, perhaps uh, rewarding you in some ways, uh, whether it's small, it's, it's, not, it's not important. Uh, but now you've given them value, whereupon uh, they're rewarding you and it's tiny, but over a long period of time, you'll see that, yes, you definitely get to that point where you need to be. Meanwhile, that thing you produce for your community is not longer your thing. Your community takes care of that thing as dears. You don't even have to be there to enforce this thing. Your community, that becomes dears. They take care of it. That's the idea of value creation. So the idea is reason for going into this. Why am I going into this, right? And then you identify your problem, right? It could be in agriculture. It could be in fintech. Uh, there are ways people do things in Africa that is not efficient, that is hard, that is difficult, that is tedious. Is there any way you could um, make it a bit? Uh, you only have to have idea at this stage. You don't have to start saying, I need to say, um, I need to get. No, it's the idea should be like, create the idea first. Just have this idea, leave it there as a spark. So, and then you also um, start um, attaching value. So now you have an idea. And then you say to yourself, do you know if I'm able to produce, say, water from the air, if I have a technology that could break components of water and I could, I could sort of generate air, um, I'm sorry, generate water from air and irrigate farms in the desert, do you know that I'm able to sell this technology to farmers that will really value this? That's the value creation. You see that whilst you're looking at the uh, entrepreneurial side of it there is value you're giving to the man whose farm is in the desert and who is suffering droughts there's a real meaningful value you're giving to that man i think that is a good inspiration um, um and then use your locality just use your area use your house use your kitchen you know it's like saying someone wants to um it's like this thing would also be like someone who wants to be um a fashion designer like um uh, a big personality in um, in fashion that own a fashion house that rivaled those of Paris. And then you just want to uh, um, be the first guy, like the first case I um, of my analogy where the guy goes on, on flight, but you don't have this. Are you going to wait for 20 years until you have 20 million to kick off this thing? No, use your kitchen, use your um, bedroom, use your locality. That is the the alternative idea. Young Africans, we we are bred to almost just have this thing, bam, falling your feet, ready-made like it's everywhere. But the society have things in place that, it, that are not in place here. For example, in Germany, there are different amps, like departments where you could go and apply for um, um, innovation funds. It's also in Australia, it's also in these countries. Now, you don't have that resources. It's not really a thing here. You literally need to do this from yourself. Now, what do you do? Do you say, well, because um, you don't have this money, this idea died with you? No, it's about um, that drive, that passion. So start, use a kitchen, you know? Yes, you want to have um, a fashion house that rival those of Paris, but you're starting from your kitchen. Everyone laughs. It's not important. It's important what you're saying. It's the long term. If you could think in this long term, that's what might be lacking because everyone wants it already done. But if we just stop, stop, stop the uh, the fast, fast, fast thinking. Oh, get it now, get it now. Stop, break, 
and then um, look around, ask a very important question. What do I have? How do I start? What value can this create? And then you start off with a small sewing machine and then you start trying this thing, you know, tinkering with it. And then you grow to two and then you start tinkering with it. Do you see how that you could build a story in 10 years that is successful? And then from there, you see how it's possible to start communicating with people who would start taking you out. That's that sort of idea. I think the other thing to look at is to conceive an idea, obviously. Now that you've utilized, uh, uh, um, now that you've utilized, uh, okay, I think in this one where we're talking about value, value is to identify a problem that you want to solve that has um, a greater meaning. The reason why you need to do this is the uh, inspiration is going to give you. I think I'll just take um, a quote from Immanuel um, um, Kant um, so that um, so that you say something like, Morality is not doctrine of um, <clears throat> how we may make ourselves happy, but how we may make ourselves worthy of happiness. I think right. that when you, when you identify a problem, right, you are making yourself um, um, worthy of happiness. That's the idea that keeps you going, right? That's, that's um, the whole idea. Utilize your lo- locality, your house. Um, start with that's the smallest, the smallest, the smallest denomination of money, right? And then the next thing is, as I always joke around my um, my um, teammates and you know the young people I meet and um, sort of look at that. I say register this company, register your company. I know as soon as I say register, everyone is like, okay, but then where are you going to get money? But here is it: register your company with the corporate affairs of your mind. You to get did. So that's the first place you register this company. Have that name, have the brand, have an imagination of how this thing is going to be. If you say you want to go into fintech, look at the way the um, this thing would be so useful. And then and then that small charges you get, and then you start looking at those, you know, that small thing you get over a period of 10, 20 years. And how that would have a real impact in society. That's the thing. Your company is registered because now you have a name. Trust me, if you do this, when you go, if your company gets to that um, you know, um, point where it's big, trust me, you're going to register that company with the same name. You've registered 10, 15, even when you were a kid. That's the same name you're going to register. So it starts in the mind. That's where the company starts. Yeah. Right in the mind. That's where it starts. That's, it doesn't start from having the money to start going to the government. It's the business. Amazing. Yeah. So I I would like you to talk about, um, as we round off, uh, talk about, uh, based on some of the mega trends or some of the issues uh, facing the world, so, yeah, we've been talking about, like, value creation, right? Uh, How to to approach uh, creating value, solving problems for people. Okay, now... uh, I don't even know where to start, right? There are a lot of opportunities. But based on your experience, right, what do you think uh, is the low-hanging fruit? What do you think is the idea that people are looking at to solve right now? Okay. I think, uh, okay. Um, One of the greatest uh, problem, weakness, challenge facing, um, unfortunately, many people with these um, many talented Africans uh, one of the problems facing is that we, uh, majority of people still um, worry about the primary 
primary questions of life. You know, there's no way you start thinking about, you know, holding these ideas if you don't even have, um, um, you know, food to eat uh, or, you know, you're not settled in these primary questions. I think that that um, um, problem, that sort of um, challenge is spurring everyone to think in terms of, all right, I need to get this money now, today, and until I get it right now, today, kick off, there's no way I'm going to like continue in this uh, meal of like the endless uh, toil. Uh, you see how that is sort of interconnected and that is killing this one because now you're like, you know, no, just give me the money right now. Forget it. I just need the idea and just um, 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 start, um, continue with the sort of job I'm doing just so I could, I could get by for the day and eat for the day. These is uh, the greatest greatest dream killer but i think that what is important is that how much do you really want this how much do you um how much do you really um want this if you think if you only if you believe that thing that yes i need this so badly and um then you begin to uh, arise above this is not um easy it's not um uh, you know easy but i think that that's what is going to set people apart the truth is that not everyone would get there by plane unfortunately some would get there by bus some would even get there by you know motorcycle some would get there by foot you have to like uh be first uh, firstly honest with yourself i think that just being consistent uh persistent having passion um um, um value and um and then um and just having that drive is, is what is going to set you apart from having a dream uh, and just letting the dream die because they, they know replay like sort of they, they know opportunities to, to do it. But please, before we conclude, I would really like to also suggest um, uh, for people that uh, may have like young people that may have like sort of um, started something, right? They've really um, started something that is going for them. Uh, might need a bit of help um, because what I'm saying is like you're just starting and not having the money. Uh, you could just um, go to the grassroots and, you know, just start tiny. But for people that already somewhat have something, I think they could um, utilize some help that are already there, some help like um, organizations or um, I'm just going to suggest to them. Um, some are up like the African uh, scene and some are like international. I think they could try this um, um Sit Star Africa, Sit Star or Sit Stars, something like that. Um, There's an organization that really uh, uh, care about like what young Africans are doing, see what you're doing, see where you are in the project and how ways they could come in to like sort of help you. Uh, and then you could also, they could also look at like for the African, um, for the young women, they could also check the, um, the African women's development. Um, it would be AWDF. Uh, you know, they could get grants um, depending on where they are in the project, what they've done and what they intend to do. I think there's also the uh, the Tony Ilumelu um, Foundation um, uh, program, um, which um, they could also um, explore. Uh, uh, um, that's the African scene. It's not just like, you know, it's the African, general African scene. And they could also check the um, uh, CDF uh, or uh, DFI, this 
development, um, finance, um, uh, um, international. Um, it's actually um, um, a UK organization that looks at what young Africans are doing, where they are in the project, what they're doing for themselves. Like it has to be that that's what you're doing this way you are. Like the whole point of like this way I am and the value creation and this way I need to um, some sort of um, help and mentorship. They they offer this at, uh, um, at um, um, a good agreement. They could also check the African Development Foundation, the ADF, which um, I think um, is in the US, US organization that also um, um, invest in young Africans, you know, um, look at where they are in the project and, and how to sort of take it to the next part. And there's the, um, uh, the Acumen Fund charity organization. Uh, all these companies are interested to see what have you done? Where have you, um, as a young technopreneur, it doesn't have to be tech techno, but as a young entrepreneur that's looking, that has a system of value and the, you've, you've, gone past first, second stage and sort of need help. They come in and, uh, and, and work with you and that um, and give you grants and support and all these sort of things. Uh, and then you have the um, 88 mile per hour. Uh, they, this one's are basically for um, tech, they sponsor uh, tech, um, young technopreneurs. Uh, they could also look at um, uh, then if they're looking for um, like sort of international um, organization, so the company they're looking to like um, setting up is going to have um, the potential to uh, um, really employ so many people, young Africans. So create more job, create more value. I think that's where they might start looking at um, IFC. So the IFC is, in, I think, is in, is in every country uh, international. I think it would be international uh, uh, finance. Uh, is it commission, community, but just IFC, you should be able to see more of the information there. And that's where if you're looking into like, you know, big, big, huge stuff today in every country, you could, I think there's one the, there's one in VI um, for um, technopreneurs in Nigeria here, VI Ecoe, they have the office there. So you could um, just follow the, um, the, um, uh, the requirement and the demand. But you see how all these companies, I just summarized the topic of today with just this quote, which says that <laughs> the life must be understood backwards, but it must be lived forward. All right. Prince will thank you for being on the show. Thank you for sharing the amazing impact about uh, the backdrop of value creation for African entrepreneurs. Thank you very much once again for being on the show. Praise well. Yeah, thank you very much, Mr. Connor, and uh, to everyone listening. Um, I think that, um, um, you know, with uh, dedication listening and a bit of focus, um, you, could, you could all get there. If you have you, uh, thank you everyone for listening to you on the next episode. Bye-bye.